The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving. I'm also loving that sports talk. And like I say, you know, great show, great. Um, always have my guests that always come on. You know, always wonderful to have him. But I like to get um, you know, I hope everybody have a great holiday. I get my guests to talk about, you know, got a little bit while he's going to do his holiday. He's excited. But uh, as everybody knows, former NBA player, Reggie Slade. You there, Rich? I'm here feeling the love, brother. I'm here feeling the love. <laughs> well, one I want to say it was good seeing you down in Laramie, you know, seeing all the guys that, you know, play ball. Just that feeling of, you know, everybody. And and, it, and it's like nobody understands the, uh, the, the friendship and family that we have. We could not see everybody, you know, seeing Turk Boy, John, uh-huh. uh, Tim Hunt. You know, it just, it's wonderful, isn't it, Rich? Absolutely, man. It, it, that is a bond and a kinship that runs pretty darn deep because, you know, it, it, first of all, it was impossible to see everybody, even though you wanted to, but it was so awing to meet guys. You know, it, we, are, we both play such competitive sports football, basketball, and, you know, one of the first things you do when you're a freshman and you're coming into any program, uh, collegiately or professionally, you look who's in the record books, and you, you aspire to beat somebody or, or multiple people. And for me, uh, when I met guys like Mark Rapp uh, and, and some of the others, I was in awe because I was like, wow, man, I've been chasing these guys. You know, I used to chase these guys and read about them. But it was it was so cool to actually see them and talk to them and share the stories that we all had, but just in different time slots. You know, we all we all did the same thing, but just in different outfits. You know what I mean? Because of the gear and whatnot. But it was so awesome to see them. It was so cool to see you um, at, at, at the establishment that we were at, the beverage establishment uh, that we were at, and <laughs> it was a great time. <laughs> Uh, it was weird. I mean, I felt so good to walk in there and see you guys. I'm like, man, this is just like, I mean, like we never left there. It, it wasn't yeah, there. I know. And, and, and that's, great, that's, a, yeah, that's the great thing. That facility is a great word in that respect because that's the great thing is that you, uh, we could all meet up and, and, it's all, and we could pick up on conversations as if it were yesterday when, in fact, it was maybe a decade ago, you know. That's, that's a bond that most people don't, that they rarely have. Either they have it in kinship or, or marriage, but uh, that type of bond that we're talking about is very close behind that. It is. It really was. And like I said, man, it was good um, just to see you guys. Just the, the little time we got to talk, we're like, man, we talked forever there, you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm actually having lunch with Turk Boyd next uh, next week. You know, oh, I have lunch. Turk. I get Turk's number. You got to get him on the show. Get his number for me, Red. Uh, well, he's always traveling. He was uh, Mike. I'm sorry, uh, Turk's profession now uh, has him traveling a lot uh, from you know state to state. So he was in Georgia when I talked to him Monday. Uh, but I'll, uh, I'll I'll forward you his uh, contact information after the show. Okay. But um, I'd like to give a hats off to um, I got back there and it was amazing uh, when I went up in the media box. You know, the young man, I can't think of his name, Reds, but the running back for Wyoming, freshman at all, finally broke my record there at University of Wyoming. You know, <laughs> just to see somebody uh-huh. do that, I mean, it's, 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 it's great to see that. You know, Reds, everybody get mad. Oh, he broke your record, blah, blah, blah. No, I love that, you know, because it shows that, you know, the school is um, the school is moving ahead, you know, and getting good athletes, you know, Reds? Oh, my goodness. I'm going to tell you what. I have to take my hat off to the people that uh, sent donations in and had the vision to enhance the football and basketball stadiums. They're really keeping up with the time and doing a fantastic job. Uh, you know, these new recruits nowadays, if they're going to play somewhere, they want to play in a place that has nice facilities, nice amenities and whatnot. And Wyoming has done a great job of giving uh, a, a facelift to the program and uh, providing a beautiful place for these guys to perform. You know, Red, let's talk about that for a minute before we get on to the NBA. But, you know, everybody like, Wyoming, why you go to Wyoming? Wyoming is a beautiful place. And, like, you know, Red, when we went there, we, you know, you had to build a program. And, like, us guys, you know, and Finnis and you guys and Theo and all of that, you know. You build a program, and once you build a program, you got people come back like you guys, um, you know, and, and just there, and, you know, the school, the facilities getting better and all like that. That's a beautiful program, and, you know, it takes time, but you can build a program, right, Rex? Absolutely. Rome was not built in a day, and it takes time for for something great to grow. It will not happen overnight, but the Wyoming uh, leadership, is on the right path with what they're doing right now. They're going to attract, from what I understand, the basketball uh, recruiting class that's coming in this next year is one of the best they've ever had. And part of that is the game that uh, I saw you at. Man, they, they played, uh, I forgot the team that they played, but boy, howdy. Wyoming turned the pressure up. There were dunks all over the place. The crowd was into it. The team was into it. And that's the type of atmosphere uh, that, uh, future collegiate athletes want to participate in, in conjunction and in hand with a great academic experience, they they want to enjoy their four to five years that they will have at that institution and feel comfortable. What a great place in, uh, at Wyoming that they showed during that uh, during that game. Well, I, I got to bring this up. I forgot to bring it up earlier, but I talked with Sean Williams a lot, and uh, he said he spoke to you. You know, after you were gone, but. He was like, man, he hated missing you guys because everybody like the players want to come back with you guys back there, Reds, because you like you said, we have a good time. So I had to put that out there. Sean, like, man, he, he was supposed to came down. But he said, man, if I knew Reds that was down, I would have made sure I made it down. There. Who, so, said, who, said that? who said that? Sean Wiggins. Wiggs. Oh, Wiggins. Yeah, I talked to him the other yeah. day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's just like, like I said, when, you know, you guys in, and like I said, I knew he was down there early. I would have came down there early. I wouldn't, you know. So it was, it was good, and, man, really good. And I apologize. I was just trying to, you know, at this stage of my life, I'm very fortunate in that my professional life is doing very good. I've got two kids in college, two other kids that are still in public uh, education, 
And, man, I am so darn busy that sometimes I, I forget. I won't lie to you. Uh, and, you know, everything. Uh, you know, I, I wish I could have spent more time with you and, and a few more people. But, man, I'm thankful for the time that I did get. Uh, because, like I said, that's the jokes that were cracked. I still remember, uh, I still remember, gosh, I think it was three years ago when the uh, uh, Finnish Turk Sean's class, I think it was 87, were inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and you were there, right? Yeah, I was you there. there? Yep. And uh, remember that poster that, that, that those guys had with those tight, 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 tight shorts? Yeah. And just you ribbing them on that was priceless. The look on their face, and, and again, it showed, that showed the friendship and the kinship that we all have that we could talk about fashion. That was 30-some-odd years ago, and everybody just have a ball about it. That was, that was fun. It was, yeah. I just didn't throw that out there, man. I, I lit up when I seen y'all in um, Bailey. I was like, wow, you know, just to see you guys, and, man. Just lit up, man. I mean, like I said, y'all had to go to event, but just that little time we got to spend, man. I'm like talking about that for like when I left, when y'all left, like God, you know. <laughs> but you know, like you say, we always go back and we always got that time and that friendship, you know. Well, it, it, it's what you put into it, and it's for me. And, uh, and and other guys that are in my situation, it's not just the it's not just the game, it's not just the aesthetics of the building. Uh, you know, I I have some great memories at Wyoming, and you know that that feeling of nostalgia, that feeling of uh, of your 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 tweener year home, you know, that transition between a young adult and an adult. That's Wyoming, and I have great memories. I have fantastic memories, and, and I love to come back, and I, I love to see the guys that are wearing the shoes that I once wear, wore, I'm sorry, and that uh, are, are going through the same issues that I went through and seeing them conquer them. You know, the, that process is a great thing to see because uh, in the end, you know, the, the, the athletic sh- uh, uh, life is a very, it has a very short shelf life. So it's great to see the process and, 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 and the job that, that, that uh, uh, the coach, the basketball coach, and uh, Boyle, the, the, the new football coach, are doing. I Man, I think they're doing some great things with these young kids. You know, i got to let the listener know, you know, I always call you the day before. Hey, Red, I need you on the show. And, and I know you're a very busy family. And you all like, you know what, love? If you're busy, you're like, I'm busy. But if not, you, you still take time and do the show. You're like, Absolutely. hey, I'm lost. I just I appreciate it because the listeners just don't know the time that you put in and do the show with me and the other time that you're doing what you're doing, you know. So, hey, I just want to say thanks, Rich. Hey, no problem, man. I appreciate the opportunity to talk on your show and share my thoughts, memories, perspective, um, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, the, the, the people that are listening uh, get a kick out of it. I want to, uh, we're going to take a break. Before we take a break, I want to put it out there that I don't have your Denver Bronco hat. You know, if it ain't a field death for either hat, you know, I don't have it. So I'm going to put that on Chris. I know she lifting in red. Uh, Chris got your hat. <laughs> I don't need that too much in Houston. It's, uh, you know, it, it might get to 60 this week, but, 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 you know, it might get down to 60 this week, but I don't need it this week. But, uh, you know, I still have to figure out if I'm going to back up to Laramie or not. I don't know yet. <laughs> I might have to get that back from you, Chris. Don't be hogging my hat. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. Me and Reggie, we'll talk about the Knicks. We'll talk about Kobe. We'll talk about Golden State. We'll get Reggie's thoughts and his opinion on what he thinks about everything. But this is James Love with my guest, uh, Reggie Slate. Slate, what you feeling? Feel the love, brother. Feel the love. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk, and my guest, Reggie Slady. That's late. Feeling the love, brother. Feeling the love. <laughs> well, Slade, I want to start off with Golden State. I mean, they, I think, 17 Blast in a brothers. row. <laughs> 17 in a row, you know, rolling. I, my, my, I got a comparison. Um, last, a couple of years ago, uh, Stafford 49ers football, you know, had this program, and um, um, the guy from the um, Bears, um, ah, his name, he was the coach. I can't think of his name right now, but I think of him. And he was winning like, you know, Golden State had his record. They fired him. Another coach uh-huh. came in Walker. and came on, um, Harbaugh, uh-huh. and um, won it and went to the Super Bowl like that. It's the same thing I'm thinking with Golden State. Um, Kirk came in. Mark Jackson was, the, you know, the coach. They fired him. He's doing the same thing. Is it the coaching or, I mean, the coaching that, you know, or they inherited a good team, right? So how can you compare 
that the coach is doing a great job, and they hear, they hear this good team, right? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, it, it, the thing is, from a from a management financial perspective, uh, it's, it's it's less expensive. It's better off financial for you to get rid of the coach because the coach is making less than the players are. So if there's going to be a change, then you know it's always the coach is probably the first one to go. You know, unless they got a Phil Jackson or somebody like that in the head spotlight. Uh, there's some little differences that they're doing di- uh, differently. Uh, if you watch the game at Golden State last year, uh, Steph Curry was a primary ball handler. Uh, and he, he was involved in a lot of pick and rolls. This year, uh, although he is handling the ball a little bit, it's not so much. He's coming off a lot of screens and, and doesn't have that added responsibility. And he's shining. He's shining out there. He's, sh- he's shown last year, but he's shining this year too. So what you said to me, I mean, because everybody praising Steve Kerr, how can you praise somebody that team was that way last year, you know? That's my point, you know? You praise another coach, but what another coach builds up, you know? Uh, well, you know, uh, I'm sure Steve, Steve Kerr, I'm sure he brings some added, some different perspective, something, some nuance. It just takes a little bit, you know? I always uh-huh. compare the game of golf, and if you, if you, hit, your, if, if you hit the ball just a little off, uh, it could be the difference between you uh, being in the green or being in the sand trap. You know, it's just that little thing that, that, that they might bring up. You know, Steve Kerr is, a, I think, maybe a three, uh, maybe a four-time NBA champion. There's something that people that make it to the very top have in their arsenal, whether that's a certain type of confidence to risk a certain move or something that other people don't have. And, and perhaps that's something that's helping uh, them out that he's using and utilizing. Do you see Golden State being a contender this year to get to uh, OKC and the Spurs? Uh, let me table that and come back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we come back to that one because, yeah, yeah. you know, Take I just up. think these teams, and I tell everybody, you know, okay, uh, when he wants football, yeah, you win 13, 14 games, but the playoffs are a lot different games. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. To, and, my, and we'll talk about that, Rich, but it's a whole different game. It's a whole new season. You get a different attitude. But let's go on to, um, I haven't got the whole um, thing of it. Yeah, you know, I've been doing a lot last week, you know, but uh, I didn't get a chance to see. But the New York Knicks are in disarray. What is going on, you know, with the Ooh, Knicks? Man. I mean, uh, it's, I think, uh, you know, you, you have a combination of a rookie uh, NBA coach which nothing, taking nothing off of Derek Fisher. And anytime you're coaching NBA players, you're coaching, uh, 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 you're, you're coaching personalities. And these are personalities that are, you know, their, their egos are through the roof. You know, anybody that's good at their profession has to have an ego. And, and these guys are professionals that are making millions of dollars. And so their egos are through the roof. And what he's doing is implementing the program the triangle offense that worked with the Chicago Bulls, Phil Jackson's Chicago Bulls of the 90s. And it worked with Phil Jackson's Los Angeles Lakers of the late 90s and early 2000s. But the pieces of the puzzle aren't working for the Knicks. You know, it's, it's, it's almost like you're trying to put, put that square peg through a round hole. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have the players, it seems, right now uh, 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 to work with that triangle uh, offense. And and one of the big things that helped um, uh, Phil Jackson, which Steve Fisher, I'm sure, is trying to emulate a lot of what he's doing, is when when Phil Jackson was coaching the Bulls during that era, not only did they have a great offense, 
those guys were like little Dobermans on defense between Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Those guys were like Dobermans, always sniffing at the ball, tipping the ball, always nipping at you. When when uh, when Phil had the triangle offense with Shaq and Kobe, you had Kobe who could, when he wanted to, could play defense really well. And you had Shaq, who at that time was one of the most, one of the dominant big men in the game and could protect the rim on the defensive end as well as dominate on the offensive end. Right now, we've got a really good player in, in, in Carmelo Anthony, and uh, Amari Stoudemire is a really good player. He's kind of lost his way a little bit, but he's still a terrific talent, uh, and they've got some really good players around him, but, 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 but nobody stood out. It's not like we're saying, you know what, Carmelo steps it up on both ends, offense and defense. I've never heard anybody say that. <laughs> you know, I've never heard anybody say that. Uh, and, and, and leading by example, because the body follows the head, you got to have your main guy working as hard as the the twelfth guy. So I, I, I see Carmelo doing some fantastic things on the offensive end, but I just don't see that reflected in the defensive end as well. And so if he's not doing it, then correspondingly the team isn't going to do it. I have two questions, Rez. One is, you know, I know when I played with Army, when um, Dennis Harrison came in, he wanted to run a spread offense. He brought the personnel, you know, went to Juco, got all receivers, you know, me, Sars, um, School, you know. Uh, uh-huh. When Phil Jackson came in to run that uh, um, triangle, don't he have to get the personnel? Because just because he got a scorer like he had, you know, the Bull of Michael Jordan, you got that other added player to play that triangle. Am I right? So why don't you bring in some and you don't have the players? I mean. Yeah, well, he's, he's working with what he has right now. Uh, uh-huh. You know, it's, it's kind of like Mama when we was younger, and she didn't have enough to make some, you know, a great stew, and so she just kind of put a little bit of this, a little bit of that, in there, and and she made miracles happen. And I know you know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, that's, that's what Phil Phil's trying to do right now, and, and Fisher's trying to do right now. But I think there are plans in the works to have something uh, develop and something uh, uh, that is certainly appetizing and pleasing to the NBA fans of New York. But it's, it's it's gonna take more than a season. It's gonna take more than that, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, I, I just want to get your opinion on is um, Carmelo Anthony. Is he gonna stay with the Knicks or he's gonna opt out and and run away? What do you think? I mean, you think? Ooh, I don't know. He, he they did a lot of wooing of him to get him tied down to I think a five year deal mm-hmm. at one hundred twenty four million dollars. Uh, he he's thirty years old now. Uh, he, he's not, you know, he's at his prime. He's not going to get any better. He's going to either sustain where he is right now or start dropping off and declining a little bit. Uh, if he leaves, I don't know if part of that money is will become non-guaranteed or not. I don't know. But it depends on what he wants. Uh, if he wants to win, well, guys who want to win championships are willing to sacrifice about anything. Uh, but the, 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 the current situation that they have in New York, I'd be hard-pressed to think that there'd be championship contenders in less than two years. You know, uh, I've heard rumors around there that he's got bad knees. So now you got a star with bad knees at 30, which will probably only get worse at 32, uh, trying to do a lot of magic. Uh, man, if I was him, I think financial, his best bet is to just stay here or stay there. And take the money and just move on. Uh, yeah, and try to rebuild and try to deal with some guys. 
Let's jump to another team, another player. You know, Magic came out, thought while well, he was with the Lakers, lose every game, give draft picks, you know. <laughs> I know you're laughing, but do you see, you know, the first day, Magic said, hey, you want young guys rebuild. But I don't see Kobe being there another year or two, do you? And what are they looking at? You know, Kobe's gone and they want to build, you know. What, what, do, you, what do you see going on with the Lakers, Fred? Gosh. Uh, like I said, there's nothing that you can take away from Kobe because he, his, his, his piece of work, his resume is pretty darn impressive right now. Uh, when Magic said that, I mean, I don't know how serious you're going to take him. He might have just been jacking around, you know, saying that. I don't think any, I don't know, let me, let me, let me be careful how I phrase this because clearly if, 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 um, if, 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 if they end up at the bottom of the tank, then they're going to get all these lottery picks. And lottery picks are, you know, they're, they're, they're the pretty girl at the dance. That's what everybody wants to get. But at the same time, you can't just start tanking the season. Nobody wants that. So I, don't, I, don't, I think he might have said that in jest, and, <laughs> and people are kind of blowing that up a little bit. Uh, and, you know, that's why it's always so very important that you be careful about what you say. But uh, do I think he wants to take the season? No. Uh, and, you know, he wants his cake and eat it too. He wants, he wants, you know, Kobe to go down in history as one of the greatest players, greatest Lakers to ever play, and he wants to get uh, lottery picks. <laughs> he, can't, he can't have both of them. Right. You know? do you, how many years do you see Kobe playing after this? One or two? I think he's had a two-year deal. So uh, he's going to lose for another year. But if he wants to, I, I, have to, I saw somebody put up a mathematical figure. If he wants to pass Kareem up, he's going to have to pay, play another probably three to four years and 25 points a game. He'll be 40 years old. That'd be very difficult. I, I listened to your friend, Cliff Livingston, when he was on. Remember when he said, you know, he got up, you know, he was playing, I think, I can't remember what team. He just said he just, got, he just knew it was done. He was like, you know, the love wasn't in it, you know? Remember that? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. do you, do you, oh, you yeah. ever feel that Kobe just got to say, you know, the love? I mean, because, I mean, you fought there. He get 20 points. You know that because if he shoots enough, you know. Well, I think, I think Kobe, I mean, it's one thing when you feel that your your body, you know, he's in a little bit of a different category, I think, because your body giving out is one thing. But being in pursuit of certain goals, whether they're titles, scoring goals, or what have you, that's another thing. So he knows he's going to have to put the time in in order to get to that top spot. It's going to require two or three years. Let me ask you, know, you what did you ever feel when you went out on that court and you had to get up like, man, I don't want to do this anymore, I'm done. I go to practice. Did you ever feel that? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, because I, you know, I still to this day, I'm 44 years old, I still love the game of basketball. The issue with me came was, and it wasn't so much physical as it was mental in that I began to understand the business of basketball. And the business of basketball soured a lot. It dulled the picture. It made it very unappealing, very unappetizing, very something that I did not want to do. But the game of basketball is such a man. It's, 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 it's kind of like you in football. If you play professionally and you grew up playing a certain sport, it's, it's it's somewhat like art when you watch it. 
and you watch the pieces of the of the of the movie going and flowing. It's very artful at times, and you know it's just like a very good song. You got a good song in your head. You keep wanting to watch it over and over again. So when you get a a good team or uh, your favorite player, you just like listening to that song, that music, that 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 thing over and over again. So I still love the game of basketball, but I, for me, the business of it was it got to a point where it just was so unappealing to me. You know, well, uh, we're gonna have to take a break, Red, but we'll come back. We'll get over to uh, talk about these Bulls, the Rose, what's going on with him in Chicago. Get your opinion. But um, like I said again, Red, that Dylan Brocco, I'm giving that back to you. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a, it ain't a Philadelphia Eagle. I don't want it, Red. Hi, <laughs> hi. This is Dave Loving, my guest, Red Slavery. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host Loving That Sports Talk, and my guest, Reggie Slate. You got Slate Slate? I'm here feeling the love, brother, feeling the love. Oh, Perez, I want to talk about the Bulls, but I want to throw something out there with you first. You know, um, yeah, I don't know if you remember back 
uh, a while back as um, basketball player Ben Wilson that was killed in Chicago. You remember that? Gosh, that that kind of escapes me a little bit. I don't want to start talking about something I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he was like one of the great guys. Oh, 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 yeah, you talking about, oh, yeah, back in, back in the day, way back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he was a great basketball player, post with all, you know? Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but just I want to bring it up. The other day, uh, Chicago we had another athlete just like that was killed. A young guy for his coat. Uh, Wouldn't give it a sort of great basketball player. You know, you know these athletes and these people who come out. It's just sad, Red. You know what I'm saying? You know these guys. You know, and the, the parent and the, I mean, I mean for him, you know, the team had to play the game and just it was just sad, Red. Absolutely, dude. You know, you feel for the parents. First of all. First of all, man, I, I, I talk about this one forever, but it's kind of like, you know, the, the kids out there for the shoes, the Jordan thing, man. I mean, we, we, we have to get to a point where as a society we start recognizing what value is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, value is in life. It's not right. a pair of shoes, and, and it doesn't make you a big man if you've taken somebody's life, you know. Um, what a, what a, what a, what a, you feel sorry for his family. You feel sorry for something that you'll never see come into fruition. And what a talent lost. You know, the NBA, you know, that makes me think somewhat of, uh, and this is kind of a different scenario, but the whole Lynn Bias thing. Right. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's hard when you see these stars that are, that are cut off way too early. And I'm important to bring that up, Red, is two things. And tell me if I'm wrong for saying one, the young man, I understand what you know, but, you know, we got to look at material, get that code up. You know, your life and more. And two, you know, my house was burglarized last week, and I walked in on them. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, they were still, I'm like, oh, he took out, you know. But my life was more important to get out of the house and let them take that material stuff, you know. Yeah, and like, absolutely. You know, I agree with you. Kids, and like, say they wanted his jacket. You know what? Get up, get that jacket up and live your life. Am I right, Rich? Absolutely. 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 You know, it's it's it's, it's, it's whatever you focus. On. I was talking to a young gentleman about this the other day, who is uh, who's man, he's doing great. And I'm super proud of this kid. He's going to school, and uh, he was talking about the bills that he's accumulating. You know, student loan debt, and that is a very serious topic, and that's something that hinders a lot of folks, and that is something that can worry you to death. But I asked him. I said, you know, which one? And once you get this degree, and this is a hardworking kid, and he has a really bright future. I said, you know, once you get that degree, it, it, I think it's better for you to focus on your life. And, and God bless you, you have a lot of life after you get that degree because you're going to be able to make money. You're going to be able to do things because, you know, he, he's very relational. He has very communicative skills, very good communication skills. That, pretty soon that, that, that debt is going to go away at some point. But you can't, you can't, you can't hate the debt and love the life afterwards, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Because you need to have that debt to endure that in order to get to where you're going to be. You can't escape the struggle in life if you want to ever grow. The struggle in life is what makes you stronger. you got to embrace the struggle so you can have a better life. But if you, you, know, if you say, hey, look, I want to focus more on this money and this debt, and I'm going to stop right now, then you're never going to attain your full potential. There's some great things waiting out there, but you've got to embrace that struggle. You can't be scared of it. You know, you said that, Red, because I looked at it, and I'm thinking of me, and I looked at that young man, because I was like, man, you know, I'm going to go to the funeral. 
if I look at like the struggle was for me to look at my surroundings now when I walk in the house and look at you know it makes me stronger now you know who's watching and come in out of my house and like this young man who when he walks up you know get a jacket up do this and that you know look at your where you walking to what block you know but the struggle mm-hmm. for me are greater now because I love the struggle now that material stuff is gone and I looked at I was mad but you can replace that like you say you're gonna make money in life right. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you, you can replace all that material stuff. And again, that's one of the things I like about basketball. It's, it's, for me, it's so relational. You know, in basketball, we're always, okay, play your passing lane. Know your surroundings. Is that not the same thing that we tell our kids? Yeah. Stay, you know, know your lane. Know what you're doing. Focus on what you're doing. Know your surroundings. You know, you don't tell, you, you don't tell your kids to go meet up at an a, a, a unlit gas station or an unlit parking lot. Always know your surroundings. Uh, you know, I, I love I love how the little things about sports teaches you, and can correlate so much in life. Yeah, it uh, can, and that's why I feel back and I I, I got kind of slipping reds, and it's like that wasn't me, you know. Yeah. So yeah, like, you know, I'm stronger now. Like I want these kids out there, know your surroundings, where you're going. That little stuff, give it up. It's material stuff. Mm-hmm. We get it absolutely. back. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Because his life is more important, you know. He died over a coat, you know. Yeah, that's a shame, and that's a shame, yeah, that's man. Shame. And but, you know, and I just want to throw out yeah. there, give our advice on that, Red. I appreciate you giving your advice on that because, you know, we got to work for the younger kids, the younger generation, Red. Hey, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't give back to the younger generation, because the goal is that you 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 put your kids in a place where they can succeed. And there's no better teacher than life. So it's okay to let them fail and go through the problems and whatnot. But in the end, you know, I'm hoping and praying that my kids are they're smarter than me. They're, 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 they're better at certain scenarios than I am because they don't have, they've got advice. You know, instead of catching, in a, in a, in a football analogy, instead of catching the ball on the 10, with my help, hopefully they catch this thing on the 20 or the 25 or the 30. Right. You know what I mean? So they can be a little bit ahead. Now, it's up to them how far they're going to carry the ball. Yeah. But I'm hoping and praying that with the assistance of my wife, myself, that they catch that ball in a more favorable position than either you or I had. But yeah, I just, uh, this is my prayer to go out to his family, you know, Red. I just wanted to put that Absolutely, out Absolutely, man, because, you know, losing that kid is more than, it's more than the sports. I mean, this is a, this is a guy, each kid that is lost, that's a, that's a, that's a potential person that is another Martin Luther King, mm-hmm. another, uh, another uh, Barack Obama, another senator, another somebody. There's no telling what that person could have been. Right. Uh, but now we we all lose in the in the scenario. Yeah, yeah definitely red. So I just thought some prayers to his family, you know, because I know what he went through. And I almost did the same stupid stuff, you know, or something material. And the police like, get out of the house. You don't need that, you know. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, I was like, man. I only take my TVs and blah blah blah. Get that, get that stuff back, you know. My my mom and dad like your life is more important, you know. Absolutely. 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 
But like, hey, they didn't kill my holidays. I still got two on, you know, so that, that, that's more blessing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's get into um, um, these bulls, you know. Uh, like I say, you know, we got all these athletes to go out and make some statement and, and, and it's chilling now in the media. But we're going to start with Derrick Rose back then. You know, he was hurt a couple of years, you know, and then he came out with that statement. He wanted, you know, wasn't planning. he tell the fans, you know, he wanted to live the take his kids and graduation walk and blah, blah, blah. He made that statement. You know, before that, you know, his brother was running everything about the Bulls, but, but then he made that statement. Then he came back, you know, and he uh, wore that shirt, you know, um, I can't breathe. You know, uh-huh. all the controversy of Derrick Rose and, you know, building and, you know, he's got to show that he's going to have to play because Chicago get rid of him. What's going on with these players, you know, in Chicago? What's uh, going on with them as far as? Well, with, with, with Derek, you know, he's, he's to the point, I think he's tired of the Bulls. And, you know, he's saying, you know, hey, you know, it's a business. I want to be healthy, you know, I, you know, afterwards. This, you know, so I'm going to play, you know, when I'm, I'm not going to play when I'm hurt. You know, and I heard Charles Bach and all of them say, hey, we play hurt. You got to play hurt. You're making a ton of million, right, Red? Well, within reason. I mean, you, you have to pay through little minor stuff. But, I mean, if you've got torn ligament or something, clearly he can't play. But uh, uh, bumps and bruises, I mean, you're going to have to live with that. you got to live with that. That's just part of the business. So, your opinion, you know, you know, should he be playing with him a little bumps and bruises, or should he? Because I think, you know, this is my opinion. Rose, you know, saying, hey, I got hurt a lot of times playing hurt, and that was a major injury I got, you know. I'm trying to wait until I'm full recovery, you know. Then I'm going to play. If I'm not feeling that night, I'm not playing, you know. But we yeah. we look at it, hey, you're making twenty million a year. You should be out there no matter what if your leg broke. Right? Yeah, but, you know, it, it, uh, I learned in business. I learned in business. One of the things they talk about in business is retur- ROIs, return on investment. And that's a perspective you can look at that and like, hey, we, we've invested $25 million uh, dollars in this guy uh, because, you know, the NBA is no fool. The reason they invested that type of money is because they see that they're going to get that money back in ticket sales and, and, and TV contracts because of this particular player that's said and the other. What, 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 um, what I like to put in there is a return on relationship because if you strictly look at it from the business side, sometimes it gets academic and you forget the human aspect of it because if you it, – it, it, if this guy sets out for a year or two and he heals his body right, he will then, you know, if he's loyal to the to the to the franchise, be more likely to stay and stick and bring a championship back. Kind of like, you know, I, I don't know if the LeBron thing is a, is a good comparison, but you got to have, yeah, it's, it's got to be something more than money when you when you're at that level. You gotta have something more than money driving you to play. Because if money is your only, if money, you know, it's a John Lennon, I think John Lennon said something like that, or maybe it was Bob Marley. If, if money is the only thing that's gonna make you happy, then you're never gonna be happy, because there's no limit to numbers. It just, it just keeps on going on and on and on and on and on. Right. Uh, but, but, but as far as being tough and playing through nagging injuries, a sore quad, uh, a, 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 a hamstring that's not 100%, that's one thing. But if it's a potential tear, that's a whole different other thing, you know? 
So no, you can't. You know, if he's got torn ACL, clearly you can't play. But if it's just a uh, you know finger and jam finger or something like that, he's just gonna have to deal with it. All right, this is what we're doing. We'll take a last break, then we we'll come back. You know, I got one subject uh, I'm gonna throw at you. It's a uh, it's a surprise. One you got to say, and then I like to give you know a little you know a couple little shout outs to uh, you know everybody for Christmas and all that. So uh, we'll be right back. I'm gonna throw this surprise question at you. This is Jay on Buddy Reds. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I've got my guests ready. Slate, Slate, you there? I'm feeling the love, brother. Feeling the love. Well, Red, we only got a little time for this segment, but uh, like I said again, you know, we'll get things out. But my surprise question is, um, you know, this young this young man player and, you know, business guy was, I think he's the best. Still is the best, but I think he's going, you know, every time you hear something about him, you know, it's just, it's horrible about his team, you know. I'm talking about Michael Joy, you know, which is Charlotte. Uh, <laughs> you know how to go there. They've already get ready. It was all happy they got Lance Stevenson, a young man that, you know, great defensive player, deed up LeBron, you know, and all like that. But uh-huh. Uh-huh. now they're ready to trade him. I mean, can Michael be an older or, you know, is it just, I mean, one, you know, what is it, though? You know, Rich, go ahead, help me with this one. Uh, I think... Man, you know, I think I think Mike is going through that very difficult, very difficult thing of, of, of it's different thing for being a competitor on the court and in control with what happens on the floor to a, to a great extent, and it's a different thing for being a competitor and 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 being in the office. 
those are two different things. And I think he's having a hard time adjusting to the latter. Um, you know, it's not easy. And it's not, it, it, when, when you're on the court, it's easy during the heat of the battle to look at your teammates right in the eye. And, and, and basically, you, you're, you're challenging them to pick it up to a level that maybe even they didn't think they could pick it up from. It's a, it's a whole other thing when you are in management and uh, it's, it's hard to relate. It's, 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 it's different. And I think he's having those type of growing pains. He put a lot of stock and invested in uh, that Lance Stevenson fellow. Um, and I'm, at this point, he's not seeing anything. You know, there's nothing being produced. So, you know, we'll see where that ends up going. This, I mean, at a point that you feel that he's going to say, this isn't for me, you know, ownership and get out of it? No. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. I think he's going to keep sticking with it. You know, people that are winners are persistent. They, you know, they're not going to let a loss get to them. And if Mike is not proving anything else to me ever, is he wants to win. He's going to keep on, keep on, trying until he finally does attain that goal. So I think he's going to stick with it until he, he, he finds that right formula. And he's going to have to change. The thing is, he's going to have to clearly change something with him first before anything else changes. He, he, can't, he, he can't look at the game the way he did as a player in management. And he's got to do that before anything else changes. Well, my thing is, uh, what happened with Lance Stevenson? Has all everybody been over there just saying it just didn't work out with the team or the owner? Uh, I haven't followed them, but I'm, what I'm guessing is that he wanted to have Lance bring a certain level of mental toughness to that team. I haven't followed the team. I don't even know what the record is. But I'm assuming that, you know, his goal is very much like when Shaq first came in the league. And even though Chicago Bulls were the, were the team, they they bolted up and got centers like uh, you know some put Luke Longley, some put Bill Wennington, uh, and a couple of other some put guys because they knew that they'd have to you know wear down Shaq. Now with LeBron, you got to have somebody that's willing to step up and compete with LeBron, and oftentimes you don't see that. So I think Mike was like, okay, if he's willing to do that and step up and challenge LeBron uh, in the finals when all the lights are on and everybody's watching, this is a mentally tough kid. And that's somebody I want on my team. Um, apparently, or perhaps, I haven't, again, I haven't watched the team at all. He hasn't lived up to what the expectations are. And, and you know, some changes have to be made. Wow, that's a quick change. You know what I'm saying, Red? I mean, you that is that is somewhat of a quick change, and and that's why I'm saying, you know, for Mike to get to that championship level uh, as an owner, like Red Red Arbach and some of these other guys, you know, legends of the game, he's got to change some things, and it starts with him. You know, it starts with him. It doesn't. It can't. He, he can't. He can't. He can't. He can't have the same. You know, in a football analogy, I guess you can't you can't have a ground game when you got the guy stopping the, the running attack. He's gonna have to change himself and his thought process first before anything else changes. 
Well, Rash, you know, I appreciate everything. And uh, I have to explain something to you. I learned this from Ray Ellis. You know, Voice of America, the show we do, they don't uh-huh. do, like, this one show, Love and Sports Talk. They uh, does a whole um, thing of Voice of America. So Voice of America had 3 million listeners. So that's oh, wow. how they do it. So uh, I thought it was like, hey, it's just James Love show, but they do a thing where it's Voice of America. That's how they do it. You understand what I'm saying? Yep, absolutely. Uh-huh. America has three million listeners. So, you know, like I said, our show go out um, today live. It plays Friday and it plays Monday. So, you know, uh, and I just want to uh, where I tell you now, Red, is because this is many people you getting out to and, you know, um, you're affecting their lives, and that's great. <laughs> well, I appreciate the opportunity to talk to people and share my opinions. Yeah. But, uh, Red, I want to say if I don't talk to you uh, before Christmas, you and your family, and um, I'm your family. You're my family. Uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas. And I like to know, you know, just get out there. I mean, your son coming home, tell everybody. That's exciting for you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the same to you, man. And I want to wish you uh, and everybody in Chicago uh, a Merry Christmas. All, all the listeners out there and whatever part of, uh, uh, of the states that we're reaching. And uh, you know, uh, hope you guys. Uh, have a fantastic Christmas and, uh, and and a great New Year, a safe New Year. And Red, there's another thing I had to put out there because you know I could talk to you, right, man? You could talk, right? Absolutely. Uh, I cannot go to the grocery store now and look at pork chops ever again. I can't even buy it. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny, man. I love I can't even buy <laughs> pork chops. Because I'm like, I'm looking at you. <laughs> That's funny. That I'm an old chicken man now. Is that all right? All right. Sounds good, brother. <laughs> oh, well. well, man, you have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks again. All right. All right. Take care now. Take care. All right. Bye. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 